Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Psalm chapter 2. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Psalm chapter 2. This message actually came to me uh, today, and, and, and what's interesting is, is the Lord many times, he'll, he'll, while I'm reading the word, he'll have me put notes down, and, and I'll, I'll write down notes. I have a little note app there on my phone, and I have it called Utterance, where God will just, he'll, he'll just be breathing something upon me when I'm, when I'm intimately fellowshipping with him. And I'll write it down, but today, I just, I just heard in my spirit, I just heard the title of the message, and, and so now, now it, it's, I, I had to seek the Lord for the word that went along with the title. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Psalm chapter 2. Once again, Psalm chapter 2, verse 1 says this. I'm, I'm reading out of the King James. So prepareth thy eareth to heareth the wordeth. <laughs> I did that for Megan Pop, Pastor Megan, because she loved me. Amen. Amen. All right. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, So the kings of the earth, the rulers of the earth, they're all coming together against the Lord and against his anointed. And this is, what this is what they're saying. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Amen. I'm going to preach a message today that, that's just simply titled, When We Think There's Too Much Grief. Amen. When We Think There Is Too Much Grief. All right. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of of Yeshua, in the name of the one who, who, who declares the blessings of the Father upon his people and upon his children, in the name of the one who presents us as sons and daughters unto the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, I ask for the unction and the utterance of your Holy Spirit to minister this word. I'm not here to preach this word. God, I'm here to minister this word because the anointing flows through the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask that you transcend this, the screen, you transcend the camera, and you step inside their homes and manifest the glory of the Son of God. So we worship you and we praise you, Lord God. It's now that it seems that there's so much grief, and now it's time that the word of the Lord is spoken, and we honor you for it and give you glory. And everybody at home shouted amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why does the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? When it says rage there, it's tumultuous. It's everything is off balance. Remember, there was a time when Paul was, was in Ephesus, and, they, and it's when, when Ephesus came together of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Signs, wonders, healings, and miracles are flowing. And literally, it was a city plagued in idolatry, plagued in witchcraft. And they came together, and they took their books, and they threw their books of sorcery. They threw their books of witchcraft upon the ground and set them on fire, meaning, listen, the fire of 
the Spirit of God is causing me to set on fire the things that take away the presence from the God that I just fell in love with. Isn't that what salvation truly is? To me personally, what salvation was to me is when, when I decided that I'm not the thing that I need to be falling in love with, but it's the one that I need to fall in love with who is Jesus. I fell in love with him. I saw that, that he loved me more than I could even love myself. And it's through that, it's not this selfish love that I had for myself, this arrogant love that I had for myself, this prideful lo love that I had for myself, but see, when the love of Christ comes into me, and I'm renewed by his love and renewed by his spirit, when everything inside me is tumultuous, where everything inside of me is raging, the love of God shows me how much he loves me, and then his love in me shows my worth. The greatest thing that I see in ministry, whether on the podium, in the pews, or in the middle of the streets, what I see the most of as a minister of Jesus Christ and for the gospel and the kingdom of God is people do not know who they are. The crowds were gathered and they began shouting and they began crying out for Diana in the streets of Ephesus. They were crying out and it says the, the crowd got so much in a tumultuous rage, in so much of a frenzy that they didn't even know why they were there. Why does the heathen, heathen be a tumultuous rage? Why do the people imagine a vain thing? Isn't this our society right now? Isn't this our country right now? Can you see the way our country is? Something that I've been, been grieved in my spirit is the total division in the midst of the country. That regardless of who you wanted for president, we've got to understand that almost 50% of the vote went one way and the other 50 went the other way. And it seems, at least in the last several elections, that it's like whoever, whoever our, our team is, whether they won or lost, if they lose, it's like four years of bitterness. Four years of anger, four years of rage, four years of tumultuous, where we want to come against the person that was selected that we didn't want. During this whole election process, there was a time that I was, that I was, I was, watching, I was watching some news, and, and it said, well, it seems that, that this person is going to win, but once again, the, the other time, the other party has gained this portion of the government, so they're going to block everything that he wants to do. See, that's where our country is, where the people elect a president, but then the other half elected these people to counteract what's done. So in the end, what happens? Nothing. All there is is anger. All there is is rage. And this is what the scripture is talking about. There's so much anger. There's so much rage that is going on. What happens when, when it seems like there's all there is is grief? I feel like we're living this right now. It says the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. The body of Christ is constantly, guys, constantly getting called out. Because it seems that everything in the world shifts what we believe. 
where we see something happen, and if it doesn't happen according to the way we saw it, then that means it's not right. That means maybe that God is wrong. I've seen so many Christians come against prophets of the Lord, true prophets of God, and they've been saying, ah, see, they're a false prophet. They prophesied this and it didn't come to pass. And really the story isn't even written yet. But, but I, want, I want to share this because this is something God put on my heart because there's, some, there, there's prophets of the Lord, national pro- prophets of God that I consider to be true men of God, true women of God, that I believe that their voice is heard in heaven and I believe they hear the voice that is in heaven. But I want to remind you that the prophet Isaiah has the longest prophetic book in the Old Testament, 66 chapters. He has, uh, he has bundles and bundles of messianic prophecies, prophecies directly concerning Jesus Christ the Messiah. I want to give you knowledge that Isaiah died a false prophet. Think about that. I believe that's Isaiah 7, 14. He says, and behold, this is the sign that I shall give thee. A virgin shall give birth to a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel. When he died, it didn't happen. Think about that. So many of the things Isaiah said didn't come to pass, but he is still considered a prophet of the Lord. The body of Christ is the number one person who comes and judges other believers. We despise when the world judges us, when the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing, when the kings of the earth come against you, when the rulers come to counsel together and they're coming against the Lord and they're coming against the anointed one and they're coming against you and your church. We're the first one to say, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. But when our brothers and sisters are being attacked, usually the Christians are the first one to pick up the stones. How about we drop the stones and start on, stand upon the rock? The rock won't move. You can't pick up this rock. This rock picks you up. When all there seems to be is grief, where's the body of Christ? Where is the standard? Where are we, church? Where are we, church of the living God? Where are we, churches of Mount Sterling? Where are we, churches of this region? Where are we, churches of Kentucky? Where are we, churches of America? Where are we, churches of the earth and of the nations? It's time we come together in unity. When all there seems to be is grief, I tell you, the Lord has more. The Lord has more. Listen, they're coming against the Lord. They're coming against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away the cords from us. You know what that means? If the enemy is asking, saying, come on, let, let's cut the cords. Let's, let's, let's break down uh, the cords from us. Let's break their bands. You know what that's talking about? It means the Lord's got them pinned in. And while all this is going on, listen to this, while the earth, while America is in a tumultuous rage over an election, the true enemy is saying now, now that there's discord, now that there's, what I just said is discord, when there's discord, when there's disunity amongst the churches, now is the time. Let's counsel together and let's cut asunder the bands and break open their cords. Because the Lord, we're coming against the Lord. We're coming against his anointed, saying this is the time to attack. But let me tell you something. It's not time. You may think, it's, it, it, when it seems that all there is is grief, 
in the depth of the Spirit of God, He is speaking. He is moving, church. He's speaking to His body right now. Listen to this. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Come on, somebody. The Lord shall have them in derision. They're coming together. They're a whisper. They're, let's come against the Lord. Let's come against Church of the Living God. They can't meet in person. So that means they don't have faith. Let me tell you. Oh, we got faith. We, we've got faith here. We've had cancer disappear here. We've had migraines disappear here. We've had healings and miracles disappear here. I don't even know what's called. Re regenerate eye stuff. I don't even know what it's called, but it was healed. Somebody was getting shots in their eyes by a doctor every week, but guess what? Healing flows from Zion, the hill of the Lord, which is his Christ. The Lord is sitting there laughing because the enemy thinks the body is, is in such discord that we cannot come together. But I tell you, the remnant is arising we are not here for church we are here to demonstrate the kingdom of God and the glory of his Christ the Lord sits on his throne and laughs and the Lord shall have them in derision they're getting confused because when the people of God start just worshiping we just start worshiping you know what's something that worship causes when I'm in worship I tend to look around, and, and because my heart is in worship, I'll start looking for the needs of others. I'll start looking around and saying, Jesus, who needs you? Jesus, who needs you? And the thing is, is maybe I'm in total grief. Maybe I'm in a time that I feel like the heathen is raging against me and vain things are coming against me, that the kings of the earth are speaking, uh, are coming together and the rulers are, are taking counsel against me and they're coming against the Lord inside of me and his anointing inside of me. But when I begin to worship, I start looking and seeing what other people need. Jesus hanging on the cross said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. When you're preaching the gospel to people who don't have the love of God inside their heart, if all they have seen from you is on Facebook judging believers and judging people and coming against them, why, why do you think they're going to believe that, you'll, that God will forgive their sins if, if all you do is judge other believers? Maybe it's time we humble ourselves. Maybe it's time we just stand up with what the Lord says because tell you what, in the time with the heathen, when all the enemy is raging and there's a tumultuous rise out of the enemy's camp and they're saying, now is the time to attack. Now let's cut the cords. Now let's cut the bands. The Lord is sitting back going, <laughs> come on. That's what the body of Christ needs to do. We need to put down the stones and stand upon the rock who is Christ. Listen to this. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. Listen to this. Verse 7. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me. Thou art my son. This day I have begotten thee. When there is so much grief... 
when there is so much pain, when there's so much rage, when there's so much tumultuous things in this life, what does God do? He laughs and says, listen, I have a son. I have a son, and he will establish the throne of my kingdom. Now we have the son, church. When it seems that all we have is grief, it's time that we declare and show the son. He said, I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. When all there is to see is that there is grief, what does the Father speak? I will declare the decree the Lord has said. Thou art my son. This day I have begotten thee. And he says, I will give thee the heathen as an inheritance. If the church would arise in this moment, if we would just step into the place that we have been called to stand in, which is the place of mercy. Am I right? It's called the mercy seat of God. It's not the judgment seat. There is a judgment, but that's not today. Judgment is not set for today. Today is a time of grace. Today is a time of mercy where we approach the mercy seat of God, where we come to the throne, we may obtain mercy and grace in our time of need. Church, if we stand up in our place, the heathens that are coming against us will be the ones who bow at the altar with our arms around them, and God will give them as salvation. He will give them as healings because the church is so focused on on grief right now that we're not realizing that we have the son Jesus is still the answer he's still the one Michael Culianos they asked him what are you preaching he said Jesus well I know Jesus but, but what this no 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 there is nothing else it's still Jesus when the whole world is raging and tumultuous and all you see is grief, the Father says, I declare the decree, this is my son whom I have begotten this day. When all there is is grief, what do we do? We turn our eyes to the son. We turn our eyes to the son of God. Do you have brokenness in your life? Has this time of COVID revealed things, hurts in you? I was part, part of Leadership Kentucky, bright program, in, incredible program. I've made lifelong friends and incredible, incredible leaders in, in central eastern Kentucky. Some even as far west as Monroe County. All the way to the tip of the state in the eastern hills of Appalachia. I've met such incredible leaders and, the, and their directive, everything that they're talking about is bringing about true change. Leading people out of a broken mindset. That derives not in disunity, but listen, if, if what I have helps your community, then let's erase county lines 
and let's work with one purpose and one goal. See, that's what the son is about. The son of God took my brokenness, he took my hurt, he took my pain. And now he uses it to reach out and tell the heathen, tell the broken, tell those bound in addiction, tell those caught in sexual immorality that I've got life for you. I've got life for you. Because in this world of grief, in this world of power, of, of, of brokenness and hurt, where the power of the enemy seems to be raging louder than the children of God, it's time we look back upon the sun. It's time we look back into whom our eyes or up on the hills from where our help comes from. It's time that we don't just look at church as something we feel we have to do, but as something that we need to demonstrate who he is. I learned so much from this group of leaders, but everybody's heart was so united. Everybody's heart was so in tuned to making things better for each other, that it goes beyond the work that we do, what about the next generation coming up? And church, really, that's the kingdom of God. In this world of complainers, in this world of, of backbiting and treachery, in all of these things that people are trying to upend everybody else to get to their position of prominence, when all this stuff is going on, God says, I declare my decree, this is my son, whom I have begotten this day. Church, it's time we start calling on the son again, the son of the living God. See, Jesus said they, they will build a house upon sand, and when the storms came, the house was not able to be stable because the storm would come. But he said, then others built upon the rock. And that's what we need to start looking back at again. We need to start preaching and teaching the fundamental things of Jesus' life and of his ministry. Where when somebody is caught in sin, he goes, I'm not going to accuse you because I have come to bring salvation to the broken. In this time of tumultuous rage, on the back end of this election, it seems that we now have people who have risen of Facebook power. Which, let me tell you something, means nothing in the kingdom of God. Absolutely nothing. Prominence on Facebook means nothing. People can argue on Facebook, well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go reap the harvest. If you want to be a Facebook vigilante and a powerhouse on Facebook, that's fine. My hands are dirty with the harvest of God. My hands are in the fields. My hands are in the dirt. They're molding clay because my father has said, listen, the heathen is raging. Everything is going, but I am laughing. Why? Because I have a son whom I have begotten. The son had not come yet. He, God was saying, oh, just wait, heathen. Just wait. You, you're going to hate me. You're going to despise me. And then I'm going to send the son of God. And he's not going to come to judge you. He's going to come to love you in your rage. He's going to come to love you in your tumultuous pain. And then he's going to come with healing, forgiveness, justification, sanctification. And he's going to give you life. 
and then you're going to be loved again. And then the heathen who was raging, who was tumultuous, because we didn't judge them, we preached the gospel of the Son of God, and we rescued them. When all there seems to be is grief, what does God say? I'm laughing because I have a son. The son was sent by the love of the father. And here we stand, church. Here we stand. Just because we're in church doesn't mean we miss the grief. Just, just because we shout to the Lord doesn't mean we're not afflicted with pain. It just means that in the midst of it, in the midst of it, our God is laughing because he says, no, 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 no. Regardless of the heathen raging, regardless of the kings coming together and the rulers speaking among themselves saying, let's cut this, let's destroy this, the Lord says, no, 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 I have the son. They, they came against the Lord and his anointed one. Well, guess what? The anointed one has come, and now he dwelleth. He dwelleth in vessels of the earth. Might be broken vessels, but he still makes all things new. That's my heart cry today, this Sunday morning. I'm preaching Friday night, but it's Sunday morning. I'm telling you right now, with so much grief upon this earth as the body of Christ, what we need to do in this moment, what we need to do in this hour, is say, I declare a decree. The Father has given us the Son. Salvation is here. Healing is here. Forgiveness is here. There's people who are watching that you have never forgiven yourself for some of the things that you have done. And God is saying right now, just come. Bring, bring your unforgiveness to me. Bring it to me. Because I know there's rage. I know there's a tumultuous rage. <laughs> but I have sent the Son. And the Son has come to make us free. It's time for you to be loved again. To not only love, but to also to be loved. And it's time that we begin to declare the Son of God. When all there seems to be is grief, the church needs to stand up and say, Come unto me all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. We've got the answer. Well, Patrick, I don't know how to communicate with people. Tell you what. The old quote says, I'll preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, I'll speak. The gospel must be first demonstrated and walked out before a bunch of people are going to listen to your sermon. 
That's why many things on Facebook is so fruitless because it's words, 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 and then when they catch you on the street, they don't know whether you're the devil or the saint. Because pictures on Facebook aren't action. You lifting up your hands on Facebook doesn't mean action. Action is when the needy, the needy people come to you and you have life. Why? Because you have the Son. The Father's given us the Son. There's tumultuous, there's rage. All there is is grief in this season. And where's the church? The church is the place of stability because we're upon the rock. It's time that we just show the earth the Son. Simple message. Simple verse, and all it is is this. There's all this stuff going around, but guess what? We have the sun. Patrick, that's too simple. No. The sun has done everything. The sun's life was sacrificed to bring me out of sin. But see, there's so much more. Why just get out of sin? That's what he spoke to me. I said, God, thank you for delivering me of sin. Thank you for delivering me from this and from this and from this. And he said, son, get up. I want to walk with you. Son, I want relationship with you. And when I began to walk with God, I began to hear what he had to say about me. And then John 3.30 came up in my heart that I must decrease and he must increase. And I realize that regardless of what is happening on the earth, regardless of how much grief there is, church, we have the Son. We have the Son of God. The Gospel of John is loaded with so many things, beautiful miracles, raising of the dead, intimate, intimate dialogue. But John 20, 31 sums it all up. He says, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. When there's grief, if we give them the Son, they can have life in his name. Hallelujah. Let's just come back to the Son of God. Let's just come back to King Jesus, who suffered, died, and was buried, and on the third day he rose again. And to the glory of the Father, but then he went, and he breathed upon us and says, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And now we have the Son of God within us. We need to start making changes because I don't think the grief is going to stop. I don't think the pain is going to stop. I don't think the kings of this earth, I don't think the rulers thereof are going to stop talking to each other. I don't think they're going to quit saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away the cords from us. What they don't understand that within us is Christ, the anointed one. And Isaiah 10, 27 says, the anointing breaks the yoke. We are the one. The church, the church is the one who breaks cords, who cuts asunder the bands of the enemy. The enemy can't do it. We are anointed to break those bands. And when there's grief all around, people need to come to us because they see the Son of God. The Lord is laughing, saying, come on, church, come on. Show them. Show them my Son. Show them my son. Show him his love. Show him his grace and his power. 
and the holiness that came from me when I begot him. Hallelujah. I pray this message has ministered to you. If it has touched you, reach out to one of us, the pastoral team. Just reach out to any of us. We would love to pray with you. But real quick, just, just bow your heads with me. Let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single person watching. And I ask that your spirit, God, comes in, in the middle of the grief, the grief, in the middle of the rage, the tumultuous rage, when the enemy is encamping, the kings are encamping, the rulers are encamping, saying, let's cut the cords, let's cut the band. But God, by your spirit, let the anointing flow and break the yokes of bondage, God. If there is anybody there who needs the love of Jesus, just say this, Lord Jesus, I need what he is saying. I need the Son. I need the Son. There's so much grief that I need the Son of God. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that he rose again. And because he rose again, I'm going to be resurrected into new life. Father, I just command the glory of God to come and to touch them, that your church begins to arise, God. Arise, O oh church. Wake up, church. Wake up, you sluggards. Wake up, you sleepers, and show the earth the Son of God because that's the answer, that the glory of the kingdom of God may be demonstrated upon this earth. So, Father, we glorify you and we thank you and we praise you alone in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you all so much for, for tuning in with us. Once again, we're playing uh, week by week on what's best. But with, with the numbers rising up, you know, we thought it best to do online again. But just stay tuned uh, on, on Facebook for what we're going to do next week. We just love you. Just praise God for you. If you need anything, reach out to one of the pastoral teams. Um, and and just, we, we just want to be a part of everything God does in you. So once again, we just love you, praise God for you, and together, united, no matter how much grief there is, because God has sent the Son, we will win this city. Amen. We love you.